We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It is Sunday night. We'll be talking baseball here on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. We got a couple more rookies in fab. There's a lot of a lot of spirited bidding. We've got uh, the Rays are getting tested in their division. We got a couple teams on big streaks. We'll be talking about it all next coming up. Happy Sunday evening, everybody. Welcome to the Roadwire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by Rival Fantasy. We thank Rival Fantasy for the sponsorship of the podcast. Uh, can you please rate or be the podcast? means a lot to us, too, also. I am Scott Jensen. Joined, as always, on Sunday nights by Jeff Erickson. Uh, Jeff, uh, how are you? I think uh, we're going to talk about the fact that uh, I'm a Reds fan again here. Yes, our Reds. Scott. Our Reds are back. Our Reds, for sure. Yeah. I'm doing well. Um, busy. You know, it, it seems like every weekend is busy right now. Get, yep. Got a kid close to graduating high school, so it, it's kind of fun times there. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, you know, is she is she does she have to take finals or is she full senior right? She's, no, she's done with finals. Oh, she, awesome. Actually, their school is kind of cool because they finish finals around AP time, APs, and all that. And then for like the, this last week and this week, it's a service project as well as like oh, some other cool graduation idea. stuff. Yeah, so and they go to they go to Tahiti for like two weeks, and then do graduation. <laughs> yeah, right. Big time <laughs> service project there in Tahiti. Yeah, uh, no, it's just nice. local, but. Well, that's, uh, that's, it's nice. That's awesome. Uh, congrats to everybody at the family there. That's that that uh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. You made it. You made it with one at least. That's pretty good. Yeah. You kept someone alive through high school. That's that's an achievement right there. Yeah. Uh, I'm in I'm in first grade and it's touch and go every day. I hear you. I hear you. It gets easier <laughs> and then harder at the same time. Yeah, I'm uh, a girl in high school. I'm anticipating it being yeah a little uh, little little complicated at times, but it should be fun. Uh, let's talk some baseball. I was crazy. I was looking at the standings this afternoon. Uh, the Rays, who like we kind of thought were like, you know just kind of killing everybody, the Orioles of all teams are two and a half games behind the Rays. It's uh it's getting close in the AL East finally. Yeah, well, for a while there, there the Orioles had another stretch where they won nine out of ten, I think, and gained a half a game on the Rays or something ridiculous like that. But they've kept it up. I mean, they had a huge weekend in Toronto, especially because it's over a direct rival too. Yeah, uh, really huge for them. Uh, big big weekend. Uh, got the you know and. The, the the Jays found like seventy five different ways to screw up uh, to to try it to did. lose games. It was it was really remarkable. 
Yeah, it, it was. And it was still another week where, you know, all five teams in the AL East uh, would be leading the AL Central. Toronto is in last in the AL East, would be tied with the Twins in first. Uh, only one team above 500 in their Central. Uh, but I want to look at the West. Uh, the, the Rangers are still playing really well, but uh, you know, to no one's surprise, here come the Astros. They are, uh, they're nine and one in the last 10. They won seven in a row. They got the, the benefit of playing um, your A's this weekend. So it was an easy sweep. It's kind of like a bye week in football. You just kind of, it's just give them three wins and move on, like save the airplane, uh, save the gas and save the airplane tickets. But um, the Astros are coming and it's, it's gonna be, it could be fun. The start between the Astros and the Rangers, like the Rangers are, the Rangers can absolutely score, score the, score the ball. They have 297 runs to lead the American league right now. Yeah, well, and the funny thing is the Astros are leading baseball in, in the ERA as well, and they've lost like four starters. I don't yeah. know how. It's wild. Yeah, I mean, it really is remarkable huh, that they, they've gotten some great work out of their bullpen again, and they, they, we, we always talk about Cardinal devil magic, but Astros devil magic, well, yep. that actually has been talked about now, now that I think about it. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. it's just they've lost, you know, Lance McCullers hasn't thrown a pitch this year. Garcia's out for the year. Urquidy was bad and then out. Um, yep. Yeah, and they keep rolling. They do, I, they do. But uh, the Rangers are, are, the, are the really fun story. I mean, they have uh, – we talked so much about the Rays. We're dominating. They have more runs than the Rays now. Uh, the Astros yeah. have given up less than the Rays. The Rays still have the best run differential at 124 in all of baseball. But I think we talked about last week. I mean, the Rangers are easily in second. They're like 40 runs better – no, 60 runs better than the Dodgers, 45 runs better than the Braves in run differential. They're plus 108. Um, are you on board? This team's fully legit right now. Cause man, can they score runs and they, uh, just, and they just got, and they just got Corey Seager back too. Yeah. And they, they don't even have DeGrom right now. Yep, that's true. Uh, I, I kind of am. I think that I, I I'm on board with them being a playoff team. I'm not sure if I'm on board with them, like challenging the Astros. Yeah. But I know challenging their ahead still. But. Right. But it's, it's, it's May 21st. We've got a long summer ahead, yeah. but I think, I mean, DeGrom's obviously the key there. I'm not, I'm not saying anything profound there, but uh, apparently he had his third bullpen session. Said he's feeling good. So he kind of turned a corner. Um, their rotation suddenly looks really good. If you stick him in the front of it without him there, you're relying on Evaldi and John Gray a ton. And that's not going to be a long-term pass. Because all Evaldi has been really good. Uh, Gray's been a little bit more on the lucky side, but he throws DeGrom in the front of there. And suddenly that rotation looks a lot longer, a lot deeper and a lot more scary in a playoff series. It does. It does. Um, I mean, they're plus 108. Yeah, you know, it's, it's really good. At some point, you know, I mean, you run differential isn't everything. Yeah. But it's it's a pretty good prize. I, I feel like we did this with the Giants that year where they just were like, oh, it's May 21st and everyone keep it up. And then it's like right. July 21st. We're like, oh, they look really good. So it'll be interesting. It's a, it's a long season, but um, it's uh, it's fun. I like when a little bit different teams start to uh, start to get good. And the Rangers have at least been trying. You know, I think last year they, they made the two big signings. We're like, oh, you know, they have nothing else, but at least they're trying. I like to see the effort there and it's paying off a little bit. Um, it should be uh, it should be fun. I hope they hang in there because it makes the AOS a lot more interesting. A division that's not been interesting for a while. I need to fly the L flag for a second here because I was a only once today, Jeff, on Adelise Garcia. Uh, I think we, I think, I think a lot of us need to fly that. Yeah, uh, but I know there's, you know, I need to do that with Wander Franco too. I saw a tweet on that, and I, I apologize for again who I forgot who I saw that said there hasn't been enough think pieces on why we are wrong about Wander Franco. It's true, there hasn't been. There haven't been. Um, I'm paying for it with my main event rosters, my rosters, you know, where I don't have these guys. Like I have Adelise Garcia, I think, in either yogurt. I think I have them in yogurt or either that or scarf. Um, and yeah, that's been great. It's been fun. I mean, yeah, at some point in time, we got to stop saying it regression, regression. I mean, he, but yes, the thing with Garcia is, a ton. 
but it not a, but he's getting better with that kind of stuff too. I mean, the, the stuff that we didn't like in 2021 is different than it was now. Like he's still not, if he was still striking out 31% of the time. I'd be like, well, you know, we got this, but he's at 24% now. The walk rate's up, you know, 3% higher than it was in 2021. Right. Um, everybody wants to do the, oh, you know, all the analysts, uh, you know, poo pooing this guy, but he's a different player than he was then too. Like he is, uh, you drop your strikeout rate that much and the walk rate that much, you're hitting the ball as hard as you ever did, even if not even harder, barrel rate and hard hit rates are harder. Um, this is a different guy than he was two years ago. And obviously the talent was always there, but he's, he's changed his approach a little bit and he's just, he's gotten better. And it's, it's obviously showing he's a beast right now. He is. He's got, he 50, really he's is. got 50 RBIs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not too shabby right there, but uh, yeah, the Wander Franco one's tough. Cause I, I was at the point where I shouldn't like him at the ADP, but I was in uh in my main event, I almost took him and uh, I took Tim Anderson instead. And that has been an absolute disaster of a, of a, you know, either or kind of pick uh, Anderson has, this has not homered yet. Went on the IL, has done pretty much nothing, and Franco obviously has been great. Yeah, yeah, I, I get you on that there. Um, yeah, that that one's been tough. I still feel like there's hope for Anderson. I don't know why, but I do. Um, I mean, just a long a long record of being a, a really darn good player. He does have six stolen bases, and he did have the time on the IL. Maybe he just you know kind of needs to get it going again. But it's hard when you take someone in whatever it was the sixth round who has zero home runs. It's just it's so it's just a hole to have in that spot. It's like. It's just rubbing me. He's hitting the ball hard. Uh, it just, uh, it's just not happening right now. I think it'll come around too. But, you know, when you have no home runs on May 21st, that's going to impact your final line no matter what. Absolutely it is. Yeah. And, you know, you don't expect 30, but you expect, you know, you're hoping for 17 to 20, and that's going to be really tough to get there now. Yeah. Um, on the flip side of the Astros, in the National League West, uh, the Padres are a mess right now. They're, they did win today. They were 1-9 the last time. Now they're 2-8. and eight. They're seven and a half games out. Uh, how do you feel about this team in, in general at the moment? They were obviously the, 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 the hype team in the offseason, kind of the sexy pick everywhere. Um, it has not been great across the board for them. They're, they're a minus eight run differential. They only have 182 runs. We talked about the, the Rangers have 297. Uh, the Potters have 182. They're actually the lowest amount of runs scored in the NL West. I believe in their roster. That's the funny thing. But at some point in time, this roster has to produce. Yep. I I mean, you know, Machado's on the IL right now, and he was really struggling to begin with. That that's a big part of it. There, you're not you're not getting what you were th- expected. The funny thing is, the guy that we all kind of doubted, well, even he's starting slow. I was going to say Xander Bogarts. He got off to a great start. He's not hitting that great right now, actually, anymore either. He's got a 760 OPS. Soto's starting to climb out of it. That's yeah. the good news. Uh, but you know, like like Jake Cronenworth, they gave him a big contract. He's at a 697 OPS right yeah. now. Grisham is doing Grisham things. I don't know why you ever expect to get things out of, you know, better out of him. Tatis it's funny because whenever Grisham does anything, I'm like, oh, maybe it's finally coming around. They look down and he's hitting 186. I'm like, oh, I just know. Oh, and I've run. seen it's, too it's, many, it's, like, it's so bad. Try to bunt for a hit to end the game sort of scenario. Oh, I, that's I mean, right. I remember that. Just like, stop. I mean, yeah, when you, you get, when you go, when you go Otis Nixon, you're, you're, it's not going well. They've, they've got a complete cipher at catcher. Uh, Nola, remember when Austin Nola was a good hitter? Good, good word, by the way. Yeah, thank you. That was nice. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, and then Luis Camposano was going to be good. They got he's uh, hurt and he's yeah, out. Brett he's been out Sullivan's for a long time. Sullivan's the backup, and Nola's hitting what is he? One oh god, one forty six. Yeah, yeah. He, he's less than disappointing. He's just he, he's a complete nothing burger. <laughs> Rugnet so, Odur got the big hit today, and you're like, yeah. oh okay, maybe he could spark. Oh no, he was hit, he's hitting one seventy five. <laughs> okay, Matt Carpenter. Oh yeah, I've seen some big hits from him. No, yeah. he's hitting two eleven. Uh, and I know batting averages and everything, but it's something. Yeah. And they're and hitting 223 as a team. It's funny. We talked about it. We're, we're joking about Adol- Adelise with the 50 RBIs. They don't have anybody with more than 21 RBIs in the whole team. 
Yeah. He's got more uh, than double of any of their leader. That that is that is wild a team with that many, you know, supposedly star players. And if Tatis wasn't expected to be a superstar, we'd be pretty happy with his line 810 OPS, but He's supposed to be a lot better than that. Now, granted, he's coming back from yeah. a lot and he's got seven homers and three bags. So yeah. fantasy wise, he's probably, you know, you're probably content with what he's done so far, For sure. but even then he's got 14, seven homers and 14 RBI to go with it there. Yeah. Uh, but I guess it's hard to get RBI when nobody's on base. It, uh, it really is. But uh, let's jump into the fantasy aspect, looking at uh, looking at week nine a little bit here before we get into another fab period that was pretty uh, pretty spirited in the bidding. A uh, lot of games this week, Jeff. Nobody has five, so nobody has to worry about that. We have 14 teams with seven games. Yeah. Not only that, we have a Rockies all-home week. We have a Rockies home week with four against uh, the Marlins, three against the Mets. Um, hopefully we get a lot of runs out of this week, especially in course. Yeah. Um, although it's it's you look at some of the pitchers that they're facing. Um, it's not, and, and, and you look at the Rockies lineup. I mean, come on. They're, they're, but it, you're right. It's, it's Cabrera, Yuri Perez, Alcantara, Braxton Garrett, who's been really good his last like three starts. Lazardo or uh, no. Uh, and then you got uh, who they faced the second half of the week there. It's, uh, it's someone else go oh, the Mets. So they get, uh, they get, they get Scherzer, Scherzer and, and Verlander and Senga. Yeah. 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 That's, that's Here's pretty a quick, wild. Quick quiz. And you know, as soon as I ask the question, you'll know the answer, but who yeah. has the higher ERA Braxton Garrett or Sandy Alcantara? Oh, I knew that because I actually looked at Alcantara today because I was going to put him on our list, and then I realized that it was just kind of he's going to have a, bad, a lot of bad luck. His left on base percentage is really low, but he's like he's over five, five oh five for him. Yeah, Braxton Garrett got hung out to dry, like he did. really hung out to dry, and he's somehow he's at four sixty. Yeah, his last three starts have been really really good. Yeah, and he, here's Braxton Garrett's got forty four strikeouts and eight walks. Do not give up on this guy. No, I, I was looking at him as I was trying to find a drop in one of my leagues, like. Wait a second. I mean, I'm not going to use them in course. Don't get me wrong. I'm not stupid, but well, I am stupid. But um, that Rockies lap's pretty bad, though. But yes, oh, I still, it's still no CJ Crone. You know, yeah, you know, Garrett's true. a lefty and no Crone against him. Yep. So I mean, like uh, maybe, maybe I will use him. Maybe I am just that. Am that's crazy. a good question, though. On the front half of that, with uh, with uh, Edward Cabrera and Yuri Perez, do you throw both of those for the two steps with the second start at the Angels? You know, I don't like it, but. Uh, especially but the places where i got yuri perez i kind of I, I gotta take some chances uh, i think i think i think with two starts you have to i think one at, one at colorado said it but the second start just the the chance of that many strikeouts who knows on the wins but um it's uh it's it's tough there after all i'm the new rogue drafter scott at least when it comes to a vegas draft so I have maybe look, i'm the rouge drafter I last don't know. time i looked the rogue drafter was third in my league in the main event so maybe he's not uh, maybe he's he, he has a he has a partner this year too so maybe he uh maybe he's a uh, sandbagging all of them. and at maybe least he a, had an excuse he wanted to kind of juke the standing so he could be first overall <laughs> after the first week maybe i don't have like that a, excuse maybe it's like a six-year long con maybe i've got a 23 year long con scott that's when we learn you know i don't know (laughs) it's dude this is this is the worst team i've ever drafted it's it's the saturday you know full slate of games we had four hits four like like in in the morning or the whole day the whole day scott that's bad that sounds like uh, every single day the last two weeks of the season last year which is why i stopped watching baseball it's when your team is sinking, it's just the worst feeling. And it is there's like, you can't get worse. And then there's, so there's that little voice. It can always get worse. Yeah. We're like 30 points in our league. That's, that's in, extremely difficult to do. Only, uh, only upside remaining. Is that uh, where we go with here? Uh, I'm just going to keep trying. That's all. I, 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 I will you, not abandon the team. I'm saying, can I ask you a question? You don't have to answer. Yeah. Do you still give that team all the effort that you uh, would give a team if it had like 75 points? 
Nah, well, no, because one, we have less fab remaining. Oh, okay. We did so get Yuri Perez last uh, a week ago. Nice. So that's part of it. Uh, but we reverse the order in which we do our go through our teams with fab. So now we go to the 329 first and then 327, then 325 Vegas, Maine. Um, so I, I, I need to, you know, you know, so I, I did change the order up a little bit, but no, I, I think I owe it to, you know, I, I owe it to the league to keep plugging away at it, first of all. And right. I, I run a company. I mean, it's it, also, it's also May 21st. Like you can, I, I'm not saying yeah. you can win the overall, but you can certainly make a run and get hot. And there's, you have some players that have always been slumping. They're going to turn around. I think that, I think that May 21st is too easy. If it's July 21st, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm probably like, yeah, I'm focusing on my other teams, but I think it's too early for that. But there was a guy that uh, I want to talk about later, but there's been a lot of questions about him in the chat. Uh, the guy we talked about last week, Christopher Morell in oh, Chicago. Yeah. We both talked about missing him. I I think we were both of the impression we were pretty aggressive going. I was I was in the triple digits on him, got out bid. Um, I think he had like forty seven home runs this week, something around there. It was uh, it was a <laughs> it was a bonkers week. He homered. I, I don't think he homered every day, but I think there was one day he didn't homer. I think he had five homers this week. Um, he has eight on the season already, which yeah. by the way is eight more than Tim he's, Anderson. He's played eleven games. Yeah, but 11. <laughs> but somehow the Cubs didn't call him up until then. I yeah. mean. And wow. we wow. we talked about it a lot last week, and this is I mean this is the most absurd. I mean, that's his best week of the season right there. But thirty six percent strikeout rate that actually went up today. He struck out two. I uh, struck out uh, two more times today. Thirty seven and a half percent strikeout rate, four and a half percent walk rate. Like he doesn't walk, he's striking out a ton, but he hits the ball hard. We talked about it in last year. He had a lot of strikeout concerns, but he still went sixteen and ten, like sixteen homers, ten stolen bases. Uh, so it still was valuable fantasy wise. You know the two thirty five average didn't kill anybody in the league last year. Maybe that's a little different this year, but. His bat is 474 right now. Like that was actually his best week. He's obviously very, very playable, but there are going to be some slumps here. So I do not want everybody to freak out. They didn't get Christopher Morrell. There are going to be some slumps, and they're going to be pretty epic when they come. Yeah, there'll be slumps. Uh, I but think he will the overall investment is going to be way worth yeah. it, and you will totally sure. regret all season long not having him. Um, <laughs> I was trying to make the people in the chat feel better, Jeff. Uh, I, I understand that, but yeah, I, and, and the thing is, I do have him in a couple of places, so I'm not completely like FOMOing here. Um, but at the same time, I, I just think he's legit. You know, you take what you get. I think he's a poor man's at least, yeah. uh, and he, he qualifies he, at second. Yeah. Second outfield. He hits the ball hard. Like he did it last year. He had a 13 and a half percent barrel weight last year. It's a lot of swing and miss, but he's strike, swinging strikeout rates even higher this year. It's at 19.9%. Like he's going to be valuable. He's going to be worth it, but there are going to be some, there are going to be some epic, like over oh, a week kind of things. Like you just can't swing and miss that much. Pitchers will figure stuff out. Um, He's going to be very good. I wish I had him, no doubt, but there are going to be some slumps. He is not going to hit. Uh, he's not only not going to hit 380, he's not going to hit 280. No, probably not. Probably not. But what do you, I mean, you don't need that though. You don't. I, mean, you this, don't. This, I, I, he, I am. I wish he, I had As long him. as he doesn't hit 180, we're good. I, I'm pretty sure I don't have a guy who had five hormones in a week all year. So like this would have been my best offense week from anybody all year. So oh, I, fully yeah. re- I fully regret it. Um, I'm just saying I wouldn't go out and trade him for like a, you know, someone really high right now. I think that, uh, but it, it's fun. I mean, it, it's great. Every time he comes up, I'm like, oh, I better, I better look up at the TV because the ball is going to go somewhere 400 feet. In, in direction, I think you so. could sell high on Morel, though. I think it's possible. I know there's some debate on Twitter whether sell high is still possible. I think it is possible. But trying to define it's the tricky part. One of the things, if you're in, I know in Yahoo and I think in CBS you can do this, where you can look up a player and find all the trades yeah. that have happened and in, in that on their platform involving that player, and you can get an idea of what he's going for. And while we're talking, I'll look up what, what, what Morel's gone for in Yahoo. Cause I am kind of, I'm really kind of curious now, actually. I'm going to laugh when there's a, when the, when the first one comes up is Tim Anderson. That'd be funny. Yeah. Well, um, so would you, what, which side of that would you rather have? 
I, I don't get the stats that already happened, right? We're just talking about trade. Correct. I take Anderson the rest of the way. I think I would too, uh, but I think that's a trade you could make in some leagues. Yeah, I, I don't really think, think that's. Uh, I think that could happen. You're right. It wasn't like the snappiest of snap calls. I, I think you do it because I'd probably I'm probably stubborn and I'm you know I've played this game a lot of, long time. I know that uh, some of these skills are going to come back to haunt him, but uh, yeah, you could probably. It's not that crazy of a deal right now. Yeah. Okay. So there are eight trades involving Morell on uh, Yahoo today. Uh, three of them were one for one trades. All right. uh, Josh Young on Texas. What? That's not, that's not, that's not a sell high. Uh, Michael Harris. Oh, that's a good one. See there, there's, that's a good challenge trade right there. See, that's, that's like the Anderson one. That's a really good one. Yeah. And then Luis Arias is the other one there. The Miami version, obviously not the Milwaukee version, but, uh, um, and the thing is there's probably contracts involved that we don't see, or there may be, you know, you know, they will list draft picks, but there's always like, you know, it could be a keeper league. Could be a keeper league yeah. Yeah. In which case that Josh Young deal. I mean, Josh Young. I mean, for a while, he was crushing it. Let's not knock John. And he's got eight homers. doesn't have him. He has eight homers all season. Morell has him in 11 games. So yeah. I guess a, that's a. But I get it. I just, if I'm selling Morell right now, it's not for Josh Young. I'm shooting higher than that. I agree. I agree. Um, so another, before we get to Fab, Michael Harris is one of the, on the guys on the list to talk about. Like, this is becoming a utter fantasy disaster really, really rapidly. I know he had the time in the L, but he was a third round draft pick and he. Is hitting ninth and has been um, as useless to fantasy managers as possible. He's at 177, four steals, one home run, hitting ninth a ton. Um, it's weird. Still hitting the ball hard. He's got a 47% hard hit rate. The bell rate's about the same as last year. Everything kind of lines up. He's got a 213 uh, bad He less strikeouts, more walks. Everything on like the secondary stuff we look at looks really good. But yeah. man, that, that line on in the middle of May is really tough to look at for somebody who took in the third round. It is. It is. And... Well, you know, the worst team ever drafted. I have him in the third round. Uh, I have, you know, I do too. Yeah. Uh, I have uh, his teammate, uh, you know, Austin Riley, who we both love coming into the season, in the second round. I thought it was, I kind of did a fist pump when he was available. I have Teos Gutter, you know, who's been terrible. Um, and then I got Taylor Ward. Yay. I got him later than everybody else. Scott. Yay. Start, oh, I guess start, starting to sit for Mickey Moniak. Yeah. Uh, that's not great. No, it's not. Although former first round, first overall pick in the the uh, MLB draft, Mickey Moniak to you, Mister. Um, he, he was. I knew he was first. Round. He was first overall. First overall in 2016. Wow. Um, but my my apologies. No, it's it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but Michael Harris. I mean, but you look a at lot it. of people for you know there were people that were strident about fading him at at cost, uh, and they're, they're they're looking pretty darn smart right now. I obviously did not fade him at cost. I took him at cost. A lot of uh, theory was he strikes out too much. It, that's gone down. It's just so weird to look at his line. I mean, it, you, everything looks exactly the same, except the Babs two or 150 points lower. So maybe, but hitting ninth is huge there. I mean, it's just he has eight runs and five RBIs. I mean, that's from a third round pick. It's just utter. It just, just kills you. I know he missed some time and obviously used somebody else in that time, but he's been just awful. And I just, I, I don't know he's going to get out of hitting eighth and ninth for a while here. And that just kills you. Yeah, it does. It's not even like they're benching him at all. That's the thing. No, like, he's just hitting ninth and doing nothing. Yeah. it's uh, It's been rough. But uh, other good offense schedules this week, we talked about the Rockies are all home. That makes the Marlins a really good schedule this week. Uh, they have four against Colorado, three against the Angels. They do get they do get Otani on uh, next Sunday, I believe. But, you know, the yeah. Marlins are a team where you actually pick up some guys, too. There were some guys that were available there. Um, you know, just so that's, uh, the Marlins are a good, uh, good stream this week. Uh, the White Sox are pretty nice. Uh, three against Cleveland, four against Detroit. They obviously missed Bieber because Bieber pitched tonight. That was a good game night. By the way. Bieber Verlander was uh, 
was a lot of fun. Both those guys look really good. I, I still don't understand why how Bieber only allows two runs over all that there. He, he's it's not amazing. dominant uh, at all. Uh, Everything you look at is like uh, Bieber shouldn't. Is every and he just kind. I know he got hit last start, but he just kind of gets it done. The ERA is around three again. Yeah, but you're not getting the K's that you used to get out of him. Yeah, he's um, down. He's on under twenty percent now. The velocity's down. It's uh, swing strike rate's down three percent on on Bieber, but it just, I don't know. He's finding a way. I, I don't know how long that can last, but he's finding a way at the moment. Yeah, kind of. He's a better pitcher than this, but it's got a Dallas Keuchel sort of feel. Where that's a really, it's a good. I, he's not. I don't know if he's quite there yet, but that's a really good comp of a guy that was really good and kind of figured it out until he didn't. Yeah, he's fooling him. He's fooling him. He stopped fooling him. Yeah. You know, it, it could get to that point. Kyle Hendricks is another guy like that. Although, you know, again, Kyle Hendricks was never that dominant. He had some great seasons. He was never. His, Bieber used to be dominant. That's yeah. the thing that's so amazing about this. Um, let's see. Question in the chat. Uh, since we're talking pitchers, uh, any thoughts on Jared Schuster in Atlanta, who pitched really well today? I think six innings, one hit, one walk, seven strikeouts. I'm doing it off the top of my head. I'm not looking at the box score, but I, he was he was really good today. How do you feel about Schuster kind of going forward in this uh, Atlanta rotation? I, I had bids in on in on him. Um, we did not get him so far in the like main event leagues, but uh, I, Schuster looked really good against Seattle today. Uh, I think he was the higher touted of all the young Atlanta pitchers, including Bryce Elder. Uh, who has been great too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Elder had the advantage of doing, get doing well out of the shoot, whereas Schuster did not. Um, and, and you know, those, it's funny how like those early uh, starts make that big impression. And it's not just the results. It's how you look when you're doing it too. I yeah. get it. There's other considerations here, but um, I, I, he's got a good chance to stick in this rotation the rest of the year. So I, I like, I like him a bit. I do too. The walks worry me a little bit, although the walks have been a this year problem in both in AAA and the majors had a ton of walks, but last year was, you know, 6% in AA, 8% in AAA. So maybe a little higher than you want in AAA, but now he's, you know, he's like 15% between the two levels this year. I think that'll, that'll kind of regress come down. He's not getting a lot of swinging strikes, although that'll update to a today's strikeout. So probably that, uh, but he did look really good. That was a fun game too. Uh, him and him and George Kirby was a, was a good matchup too. Uh, Kirby's Kirby's really good. I know we gave up three runs and lost today, but like that's against the Braves. He, he I thought he looked really good too. He's a stud. Right. Um, I, I agree. I agree. He's, he's every bit worth it there. Kirby. And, and, and I think, you know, I think Gilbert is, you know, we talked about Gilbert and draft season a little bit there. We've talked about him in other times. I think they're both solid. Talk about Gilbert a little more for a second. Sure. He's all the, all the guys at the bottom. We were talking about the end, but, um, I didn't love, love Gilbert at his price just because the strikeouts weren't quite no, there. We the, talked about that. The yeah. Strikeouts are there right now. He's up to 30%. His, his K minus walk is over 25% right now. He's been really, really good for them. And he's one of those guys that we talk about a lot of guys. Like we, I think we talked about John Gray. It's like, yeah, the numbers look all right, but we know it's some bad stuff coming. He might be the opposite. His X FIP is two, nine, six, his X ERA is two, nine, two. And his ERA is three, eight, one. I think this is the guy that, you know, the whips one right now, really good. I think the area, if he keeps in like this area is going to come down. 29% came on his walk and it puts him among the elite guys. Right. That, 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 that's absolutely right. I, I just like how Gilbert, you know, evolved. He's found yeah. another pitch to work on getting that, that strikeout, getting that swing and miss. Yeah. He looks like uh, he looks like a different guy to me. When I, when I watch that pitch, throwing the curveball more, he's throwing a split finger now too, like 13% of the time, dropped the fastball rate a little bit because he, he throws hard. The veto is actually down a little bit, but he's just mixing and matching so well. He's just be, you can tell that, like you said, he's kind of adjusted and it's just on a different level. Exactly. Um, let's see. Other uh, since we're talking about the Mariners, they have a really good schedule. They're they're home for seven, four against Oakland, three against Pittsburgh. Um, Seattle's a team that needs to get it going a little bit. They were you know they were hyped coming in. All the all the young talent, the pitching. Uh, they're getting uh, they're getting lapped so far by the uh, the Rangers and Astros. The Mariners are two under right now. Uh, it's time for them to get hot. And four against the A's is a pretty good chance, a pretty good spot to do that. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And they need to. I mean, they've been middling this year. But, you know, you it's May. You can, you, as long as you're not, like, just absolutely tanking, you're, you're, you can, you've got a chance to be yeah. fine. Especially, but, how, how, did, like, seven teams make the playoffs again? Do they stick with that? Six. Six, okay. Six and six. That's what All it was right. last year, too. Yeah. Uh, seven, was, seven was only the COVID year, right? Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, it, it was... Was it? Yeah, it was seven or even eight, maybe. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I forgot. Really. I think it might. I think you're right. It might have been eight. I think it might be even at the even at the start. But we're going six. So we got three wild cards and three division winners. That may, that's right. That makes yeah. sense. So cool. Uh, let's jump into Fab Talk. Uh, there was a there was a lot to let's talk about today. A lot of offense for the for the first time in a while. There were there were three or four interesting names in, in offense in a lot of leagues. Um, the top guy, since I mentioned before, our Reds. Uh, I'm in I'm in the Matt McLean business. I have. Um, my main event teams are actually pretty decent pitching wise. You know, there's a few, there's a few I could use some ratios here and there, but like for the most part, I've actually hung in their pitching. My offense has been really struggling. We've talked about many guys I've drafted, including Michael Harris and Tim Anderson, that not doing anything. Um, I went pretty, uh, pretty big on McLean. I was in like the mid one hundreds on McLean. Um, everything I looked at looked pretty good. Uh, minor league wise, uh, got some pop, got some speed. He's hitting second for the Reds, obviously in a really good home park. That's only gonna get better. We get, uh, we get summer weather in, in Cincinnati. Um, how do you feel about McLean? You're obviously the Reds fan, so I'm hoping you're telling me uh, tell me you're you're positive on this one. You know, he was crushing in AAA. I mean, there's no arguing yeah. against that, right? Uh, the question for him, obviously, is like where does he end up long term? But for short, for our short term purposes, he's up now. Now the thing is, there, he's under some pr- pressure to produce right away because Ellie Daylor Cruz is yeah. doing feats of strength. I, all I the assume, time. I assume you hit his home. You saw his home run today. I did. It was Holy fancy. Moly, um, was, I couldn't believe when it landed. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah, it, it's just, uh, yeah, you know, um, yeah, and it's, it's, you know, and, uh, it, it was, it's really fun to see this in Encarnacion Strand hits a bomb every other day too. You know, he's yeah. going to be up at some point in time. Noel V. Marte is crushing it at double A. He needs to move up a level. Uh, yeah, that's the way. And McLean has probably got a lower ceiling than all of these guys. Now, Encarnacion Strand obviously isn't going to play shortstop, uh, or second or third, really. Third, he, he has played third, but they're, they've got, they're just, they're they're a wash in third base guys too, uh, including Spencer Steer, who's holding his own at the big league level. Let's yeah. I, you know, gotta give a little love to Steer because he's got like a three fifty five on base. Is and is Votto coming up to play first base here at some point? Is he going to be? Is he health wise? What's what's he looking at? Uh, I don't know because Steer's think... obviously Steer's already playing first base right now, so that uh, yeah. That opens I, that up I, I really don't think the Reds are have any sort of urgency. I mean, the money's okay. spent regardless, right? Right. Um, I mean, I, everybody loves Joey Votto. I love Joey Votto. He's my sure. favorite player. Uh, I don't think the Reds are in. I mean, the Reds are in kind of let's see what we are, are clearly building for the future mode, right? right? They're not in it for this year. Is Votto going to help them find out their future? No, probably not, unless he's there as a mentor. This could be uh, this could be a pretty fun lineup, like in July or so. And if CES and Ellie Delacruz got to get up and they find a way to play, can can Delacruz or McLean play third? You just play him a third and put oh, yeah. Zell in the yeah. outfield? I mean, I'm sure, I assume that's what they'll do. Well, yeah, that's that's the thought. But then they also have this kid named Cam Collier at third base in the long run, too, who was strictly a third baseman when they drafted him, at least. Now, you guys got some studs, huh? Yeah, we do. We do. Um, so there, there's like, you know, I who you know, I, I had uh, which prospect got it. I have on who said that. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think it was Chris Clegg that said that Louisville might have the best lineup in, in, in the minors. Wow. Um, that never happens. with the Reds. Never. It's fun. Uh, fun to see. So, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited all about this. I mean, you trade for enough shortstop prospects and, you know, some <laughs> yeah. of them are going to stick, but, uh, you know, but the thing is, I, I, I say that lightly, but at the same time, a shortstop can move to different positions. We've seen it all throughout our life. If you right. can play shortstop, if you're athletic enough to play shortstop. For sure. That typically means you can move to anywhere else except for catcher. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, he had a ton of power and speed last year in double A. It's not like he just got hot in triple A. He was 17 home runs, 27 steals last year. He hit 232, struck out a lot. Didn't strike out a ton in single A. Then it bumped up. Then he was good in triple A again. Um, so it's kind of an interesting little mix here. But I mean, I love him hitting second. I love him in this in this home park. Uh, I think it's to the point where you know you got to take shots on guys that get called up. You know, they're going to be cause they're going to be more bats getting called up too. But you just can't you know you can't bank on getting Ellie De La Cruz or or Christian Encarnacion, whoever it may be. And it might not be for another month and a half, right. or two months, or three yeah. months. I mean, we see that he, all the time. He's here. He's playing every day. He's hitting in a good spot in the lineup. Um, I need offense badly. I just kind of figured I would go for it. I didn't. Uh, I wasn't you know, totally crazy, but I was in the like the one forty to one fifty range, and I won him. I won him the two leagues I could. My other league. I have uh, Dansby Swanson and Corey Seager, and I have JD mm-hmm. Martinez. So I didn't bid very highly on him because I just I, I'm not going to bid highly on a guy that I can't play. So yeah, so I I, I have an online championship league, uh, league uh, that I, I couldn't couldn't really bid on him because you know it's not a, even a good team. But uh, if you look at like who I have on that right. roster um, at second base, and you know I'm thinking like I'm just trying to find a middle infielder here. You know, Marcus Semyon's my second baseman. Lindor is my shortstop. As much as he's slumped, I'm not replacing him. Xander is my middle. Yeah. You know, and and I and I made the mistake of I have a I, I this is something I would be more cognizant of. If you're gonna use a UT only guy at your UT spot, he has to be Ortiz. He has to be like like awesome. JD Martinez is pretty or, good. I think JD Martinez is drafted late enough that you can like you can sit him if you need to. And I, I I'm okay with it uh that later on. But yeah, if if it's if it's someone early, they better be really damn good. Yeah, and JD Martinez had a stretch where he's really crushing, and I was getting whipsawed. You know, it's like you run that risk, and you know, it's like okay, he's hot here, but he's not there. Right. Um, and then like okay, so my UT spot's not really truly open. It's not like it's super fluid, and I can move yeah. JD somewhere else. Right. He's never going to get that outfield eligibility again. Yeah, and it's, it's something you really do have to think about. And with that team, I just there was no way. I think I had a small bit on my claim. Just you know, if I had, I need a backup middle, so like if I get him cheap, sure, that's great, but. I can't go 150 bucks on someone that I can't get in the lineup until someone gets hurt. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so that's why like I, I had uh, in, in the online championship, I, I didn't bid a whole lot on him there, but, and I could have gotten him for like 46. Now 12s are weird. We've talked about that. Right. Uh, what did you pay for uh, McLean and your, your two mains where you want them? Uh, one was like 142. One was 152 somewhere right in there. Those are reasonable yeah. prices. I yeah, got I thought, so the backups were like a hundred and the one thing I didn't get him in, he went for 187. So I, I wouldn't have gotten there anyway. Probably if I'd gone similar bid, if I could have used them. So, um, he was right below Matthew Libertor in, in all three of my leagues, I think is the, is the second highest guy across the board. So, yeah, I did not get him in any of my three mains. The lowest he went for was 132, and he went as high as 178. Right. So I was, uh, I, was, I was in a good competitive without super overpaying range, and that, that, that I, makes me happy. I did get him in uh, yogurt, though, uh, for 137. So nice. I, how, I, how is your yogurt team? It's good. It's competitive. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, third mine place, is, I think, today. Um, mine is there, too, except from 13 pitchers on the IL. My offense is really good, though. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think, uh, you know, and the thing is, uh, and that one I was close to. I was within a couple points of first place, but this week has been kind of tough on me there. But I, I feel like it's fundamentally a good team. Yeah. And, and that's, so what, that, that's and always in fun. In May, that's, what, that's what's most important. Um, it's funny. You're, we had just had the UT only uh, conversation because the next guy up is uh, Mark Vientos of the Mets, who another guy who's crushing the minor leagues. Like his numbers, the minor leagues, you look at his WRC plus down there. They are really, really good. Uh, mm-hmm. Called up by the Mets. Um Playing time is an issue here. He, you know, he's a he when he plays, he plays. He's a DH or third base, but they've got 
just have a lot of guys. They have they have Brett Beatty there. They have Daniel Volgobach, who you know people don't like and people make fun of, but like he still has an o- a pretty good OBP, good walk rate against. He's pretty good. I think he's like a 400 OBP against righties, and that's the only time I use him. So like real world baseball, I know he clogs up the bases. I get that, but he still has some value when you're getting on base 40 percent of the time. Uh, what'd you do with Vientos here, who obviously was uh, was crushing in in, in AAA and, and and hit hit really well in AAA last year too? I dialed down my bids um, for the reasons you stated that he is not playing every game. Uh, you know, he crushes a homer in the first game. He yeah. sits the next day for Tommy Pham, and then uh, and then Buck Buck was like, you know, Daniel Volbach's pretty good too. So like, he clearly isn't going to play Volbach against righties. I just that quote was like, oh, he's yeah. not going to go away from that. So and what I saw though is they're thinking about putting Beatty in the outfield to make room for uh, Vientos so he can play third base because Vientos clearly can't play the outfield. So I, I, I at least that's the implication to me. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but clearly they think that because that that's it's either DH or bust so far for Viento. So that's something I'm kind of worried about a little bit. And he was called up last year. Vientos was he played 11 games at DH and two, I think, at third base. So guess what? He's DH only in our, or UT only in our yep. league. Sure and, is. And in FBC. And that, he's, a long, he's a long ways from getting 10 anywhere, too. Like, he's going to DH a bunch there. He'll play some third base, but he's a long ways from getting third base eligibility. Yeah, so I just, you know, you you really can't lock up a UT guy that's not, that's not even playing every day. I mean, it, it's just, I guess you look at the schedule and see, oh, the Mets are facing three lefties, but how often does that happen? Yeah, I got, I actually had to kind of keep an honest, but I got him for 32 bucks in one of my leagues. So, so yeah. cheap that I, you know, if I can use him some weeks, I will, but I, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Jumping back on McLean real quick. Someone asked in the chat, he's been hitting second against righties. Will he play against lefties? He's right-handed. So I assume he'll play against lefties, right? You would know better than I would on that. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. he just sat one day against the Rockies in his third game was really yeah. st- stupid. And is, against is, Omber, no less. Uh, but he is, he is right-handed. So I would assume that he'll play. Yeah, uh, very, very I, I've no, I don't know of any reverse split issues there. Yeah. So, uh, and the Reds, I mean, again, their one mission is to find out what they have in him and Agreed. to play him on a regular basis. Now, as we've seen for the, a lot of these young guys, they can struggle initially. Yep. You know, we're all excited about McLean. We're excited about Vientos. The Beatty's kind of been okay so far. Guess what? Most time, most of the time, these hitters struggle. We got so spoiled by like the Acunas and, and some of these yeah. other top young guys, Julio. But even Julio last year had a yeah. horrible April. We're spoiled by freaking Michael Harris last year too. Yeah. yeah, we got spoiled by a lot of these guys, but that's not the norm. The norm is for is to struggle first and then pick it up. Aaron Judge struck out like forty five percent of the time when he got called up. A Rod's got sent down three times before he really started clicking. Um, Mike Trout got uh, like an August September call up. Really struggled, and then hit, the next year he hit two hit two twenty that first uh, the first and that was like forty games. So it was a decent chunk of games, right? Francisco Alvarez is struggling now, but he's starting to he's starting to come around finally. But the, the, the point is, the struggle is normal; it's part of the process, and that also means maybe we temper our expectations when these guys get the call. But it also means we got to stay patient with them when we got them. Yeah. Yes, you can end up with a Spencer Torkelson type of season last year. Spencer Torkelson's starting to hit now, by the way. Just yes, this, this month's been pretty good. April was yeah. rough. I've held on. And I've been using him. And we talked about him a lot. Someone mentioned in the chat, Matt Mervis has been really struggling too. He had the one home run this week, but then, you know, he's, he's starting to lose a little bit of time there too. It, you're, it's, it's hard to hit the majors, but it's tough on yeah. us. You know, there's nobody interesting hitting wise is less than these young guys. There's just so many like kind of retread. Okay. Players. It's hard to find offense. Sometimes you got to take a shot in these guys and hope it hits. Yeah. And sh- speaking of Torkelson, Shu and I were again to tie this all in together. We were looking at Vientos. So like the only spot we would be able to play him is ahead of Torkelson, who I don't want to play ahead of yeah. right now. And he's like, if, if, if Vientos is okay, he'll probably be the same as, as Torkelson. It just be kind of a, it, it's like kind of a lateral move, even if it works. 
Yeah. Um, and Matt, yeah, Matt Mervis is struggling as people yep. said, but you know, he, he'll probably get it. I mean, I like his batting eye. He's had, he's had some hard hit balls, but guess what? He, it's an adjustment period. It, and I think now, and James Anderson talked about this coming out of the COVID year that the jump is from triple A to the majors is bigger than ever in part because we had that lost season for the yep. Myers too. Yeah. No, and those guys didn't play in 2020. It was, yeah. it was, it was rough, you know, backfields and all that kind of stuff, but no like real set right. games. Uh, another guy that uh, is funny was called up, struggled in his back is Edward Julian in Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, did you anything with him? I had some small bids in him. I'm just kind of worried about a playing time platooning. And if Polanco comes back pretty quickly, maybe he goes back down. I wasn't, I wasn't really convinced that this is a, uh, kind of a rest of season kind of play right now. So we got him in one of our three mains and we got him for 37. Yeah. It's uh, enough of a, enough of a small up bid that, you know, if it works, it works great. A little bit of an overbid. Second place was 13, but Polanco's on the IL yep. and he just went on. So we got a couple of weeks at least of Julian. When he was last up, he looked okay. He looked like he had his, you know, he had his moments uh, that they also lost uh, Nick Gordon. Who's out yep. for a good amount of time. They're playing a lot of Willie Castro. And I actually picked up Castro in AO, AL Tout Wars um, as he's playing all the time. Uh, they, they've, they've got copious injuries. Yeah. Kep, so Kep, I, Kepler's on the aisle now too. So yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the playing time is there now. I don't know how long term it is. I had some smaller business. Him. I didn't go too big, but no, again, yeah, we talked about a few weeks ago. I mean, it was 17 home runs, 19 stolen bases, 113 games in double A last year. There's a guy with some, some fancy upside and maybe that first time through, you know, struggled a little bit and come back and maybe he can kind of hit the ground run a little bit too. Uh, in Colorado, we talked about Colorado has a lot of home games this week. Uh, Brenton Doyle is, uh, is starting to, uh, starting to do pretty well. I think he has uh, four home runs, six RB or six stolen bases, uh, hitting the ball pretty hard. And they have seven games this week. He's playing almost every day. He's hitting down, down the lineup, but, uh, this is someone that, uh, you know, maybe gets, uh, some of this cores, uh, cores action this week could be a really nice stream this week. Yeah, I had to dig into him a little bit. You know, he was, he was crushing the AAA this year too. I, you know, I just assumed it was the latest, like, you know, fool's gold Rockies guy, but then I looked into him a little bit more and, you know, maybe there's something to it. I, I think he's pretty much a uh, stream at home sort of guy yeah, still, I do too. but you know, that has value, especially this week. Again, hard pitchers to face. That's the only thing that gets me a little squirrely. Uh, Scherzer and Verlander look like aces this weekend too. So that that's the thing that kind of gets me a little bit more nervous. Senga looked like an aces last time out too. Um, so that, that's, Three that was, games. The, that was yeah. the best thing to look by far. He looked really good in that 12 game. 12Ks, right? Yeah. yeah Maybe the first really game good. he looked really good too, but like in terms of like people haven't seen him and all kinds of stuff, it was really good to see him look good because he has, he had some struggles and some command issues. He looked really good in that game. Yep. It's funny. We talked about, we talked, I think we talked a couple weeks ago about not being able to sneak anybody through. I, with Brenton Doyle, he was 50% rostered. I kind of figured, you know, maybe, uh, maybe I could get uh, going here. Uh, he went for 77 in my league. I was, uh, I was in like the thirties and I thought that was a pretty aggressive bid. And I wasn't even close. Yeah. Uh, and that's, it's, it's, it, he's the hitting Louis Varlin, by the way, Louis Varlin has been worth every penny yes, of that has. $65 yep. uh, pickup there. It's too bad. Cause I liked him and I thought I went aggressive on him too. I've just underestimated what, what being aggressive is on, on some weeks. This week. I, I lost uh, 46 to 37 on him in one league. So and instead we got, who did we get there in that league? Uh, uh, we didn't get any hitters in that league. Yuck. Uh, gross and i missed out on moniac too and i wanted moniac a little bit also although i don't entirely trust a playing time with moniac but he's I, I playing know. well now he is I don't uh our good human rob dipietro in the chat uh commenting that your stream at home kind of guy sounded like you were watching movies at home yeah well i'm definitely not uh my radio co-host nick whalen who is not a movie guy but uh anyways Wait, not a movie guy at all oh like like aggressively not a movie guy it's pretty funny interesting well, i like that that's uh that's that's definitely outside the box right there yeah like, um we're gonna like we did a side bet, and if he loses, he has to watch like 
Harry Potter or one of the the. the this is uh, like the kind of person who's like never seen Titanic or like Star Wars and all that kind of stuff. All that stuff, all of it. You know, he's seen like fifteen movies. I think he just doesn't <laughs> want to spend that time. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, TV or none of that either. No, he does TV. He does right, TV. Just and then, you know, thirty to forty-five minute segments at a time. Right. Nice. Um, let's see. Anybody else hitter wise? Uh, I felt like everybody. Those are kind of the big names. Everybody else hitter wise is kind of streamy type guys. Uh, Gene Segura mm-hmm. is as the four games Colorado, but like I kind of backed off him because he didn't play the last two days. He was like he was playing more, hitting a little bit with uh, with Jazz Chisholm out. But they didn't play the last couple days. One of those was a lefty too, so it felt weird there. Um, Harold Castro has an on course week. He's uh, three position eligibility. The Tigers guys, uh, Zach McKinstry and Akil Badu, uh, both get six righties this week, so they should play a lot. I was in on those guys a little bit. Right. Um, Jake Berger's only thirty five percent rostered in the online. Like if you if you if you have Jake Berger in the league, I just I bid that now. He's hitting everything hard. Got some strikeout issues, but he's homering a ton. He's hit, he's playing every day. Um, were there, what else offensive wise were you were you looking at? Uh, I mentioned Julian. I got him. Uh, so keep in mind the twelves. I mean that's more commonly played than our yeah. main events. Anyhow, uh, I did pick up uh, Torkelson there. He was available. Oh, nice. Jared Walsh was available in a lot of leagues. Walsh is starting to play a little bit more and playing well. And how, how do you feel his playing time is going to work out? I know obviously he had the really big twenty twenty one last year was rough. Uh, I know Rendon's on the IL right now, so that helps. But how do you think they they end up? Is he platooning or do you think he ends up playing every day? I mean he's got to earn his spot, but yeah. if he does, I mean that's just the thing. He's got an opportunity now. That's the way I look at it there. And yeah. this is a guy we're talking in the first, you know, the top 100 picks at one yes. point in time. So uh, last year. Yeah. Uh, Danny Jansen was available in some leagues. Game Ooh, winner, like Danny that. Jansen. And yeah. had home some runs, bids on home, runs, home runs when they matter. Yeah. Uh, well, he hit some period, which is better than Alejandro Kirk right now. But uh, true. one of the biggest bombs of the year as far as uh, like catchers go. Um, I feel like I feel like he was really bad early last year, too, and, and came on. Is that it was the other that, way? Right? He, no, was, he finished poorly. Finished poorly. All right. I knew he yeah, was the hot last or cold months of the season. Two. He didn't hit for any power. He, he ended up with like hitting 285 for the season, but the power just went away in the second half of the year. That's right. Um, I lost Jose Trevino on the worst um, live main event ever team draft ever drafted, uh, which is just when you lose Jose Trevino and that's a problem that that speaks volumes about your team. Um, we thought about Bo Naylor, but I don't think he was. I, I looked to see if he was available. He was and we so thought he about got, he got called up as like the 27th man for the DH. Right. right? And I think he back. goes back down. But yeah. I mean, the the Guardians, Whew. they their catcher spot is. Was it like, was epically it o- bad? Was it O for May? I think I saw that it, it was, was o one for May. May one for May. Right. Today, when they got two hits from uh, not Zunino, but the other guy, um, Gallagher, who was smashing mel- watermelons in the other game. But, <laughs> I got that uh, joke. I got that. Thank one. you. Yeah. Um, I did. Uncle Ted has been talking up Dane Dunning. I got him in a 12 and a 12 teamer this week. He was available still. I, uh, uh, I kind of, I uh, kind of bad mouthed him last week with the lack of strikeouts, but he's pitching well again. I think, uh, I think some bad stuff coming at some point for Dunning, but if you picked him up a couple weeks ago or you're using him, he's he's been really good. And obviously, if you're if you, you got wins in your league, like the Rangers score a ton of runs. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was kind of the offensive days. I lost oh. Jose Trevino in a league too. I think I just added he yeah, he he say it for me Higgy, the Yankees catcher. I had to add him to make it easy, but uh, he hits the ball hard at least. But it's it's ugly at catcher. Yeah. So I and instead we picked up Ryan Jeffers who has some power and whatever for two bucks, whatever. Uh, Billy Hayes posts in there. Uh, Royce Lewis is due back soon. That's a guy that I put a pin in too. I look. I've been yeah. looking for him. He had a he had like three homers in a rehab game. Um, he's with the and twins he's with a, all their he's injuries. He's a former stud stud prospect. Like we're t- and is still like James Anderson has him way high in his prospect ranking. So. If he gets that opportunity, and even Buxton, you know, even Buxton, what I'm saying, 
Buxton was among the guys that also got hurt, but he's more day to day. Um, I would, uh, I would keep an eye on Royce Lewis. You know, I was trying to get him now before we get into the next, the McLean like yeah. bidding war here. It'll not be available. higher not, than McLean. Yeah. Not available. Yeah. I did. I did look today, man. Like randomly someone had picked him up. They would, nobody, nobody would have picked him up because he was out to start the year, but yeah, he's uh he's a stud. That's going to be an interesting situation in Minnesota with playing time. And we talked about, uh, we talked about Julian. We're talking about Plunk coming back. It's going to be interesting to see when, once they call up Lewis, I assume he'll just play third base, but they're, they're going to have a, they're going to have a crunch there too, depending on if they can move Buxton off of DH. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's jump into pitcher fab. I know there's a lot of people asking about Matthew Libertor. So let's jump in there. But first enough from our sponsors at rival fantasy, a new MLB season means it's time for a new kind of daily fantasy baseball. Rival fantasy is the fantasy platform reinventing the way daily and weekly games, weekly games are played. And they brought a new game to the ballpark this year that fantasy players have, will not find anywhere else. Rival fantasy games include fantasy bingo, head to head player challenges and fantasy book where users can select over unders for two to five players with games like this. Daily fantasy has never been better right now. Rotowire listeners can get a $50 protected first play. That means if you win your first play, you keep your winnings, but you, if you lose your first entry, rival fantasy will fully refund you up to 50 bucks. Go to play.rivalfantasy.com slash sign up and use code ROTOWIREMLB at sign up and deposit a minimum $25 to get your first entry and rival protected up to 50 bucks. Now it's time to step at the plate and become a rival today. Welcome to the arena. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. 
Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. So uh, Matthew Libator was the bid. A lot of people asking him about the about him in the chat was the big um, was the big bid this week, and it got really kind of confusing today. He yes, pitched uh, he pitched earlier this week and pitched really well. Uh, you know, his he, he was someone that struggled last year um, in in the majors when he got called up was was kind of wasn't very good in AAA either, but has more velocity. Apparently, some stuff changed in there. Pitched really well in in AAA this year. Pitched really well upon his first call up this week. And then there's a quote afterwards. I think it was from John Mazoliak saying, you know, maybe he's going to get his next start. Maybe he's not. Maybe we're going to use him in the bullpen. Very vague. And then Marmol said something like that, that he's going to make his next start. And all of a sudden, he came trotting out of the bullpen against the him. Dodgers. Like, I, I, think it was the, I think it was the seventh inning or the eighth inning. He comes in, gives up two runs. And something got confusing. I think, I think the bids probably came down. I think it probably would have been over 200s on him if he was like, he's starting next week. I think he's still going to start. From everything they said, he's still going to start. Uh, but, you know, now it's kind of a, you know, will he start through an inning today? Is he okay off two days rest? Is that like his throw day? just became really confusing. There's someone that was, you know, really struggled last year too. So you have to buy into the new changes. But someone that, you know, on a team that's starting to play well um, has some really good upside if he's who he is. But do they go six-man rotation? Do they put Steven Matz in the bullpen? Do they put Flaherty in the bullpen? I don't think they'll do that. He pitched really well last game and struggled today. Uh, what did you do with Libertor? Because I found this one to be one of the more difficult calls. Uh, so I did get him in a twelve. Uh, did not get him in my mains or what, in what was your what was your range on in the fifteen teamers? Like, are you were you going kind of keep him honest in the 50s, 60s? Were you going in the hundreds? Where were you going? Yeah, it kind of depended on the team. Okay. Um, but around a hundred is where I kind of capped it. Uh, I think in one of them I was like a one thirty five ish. I still might in one league. I still have another league where it, the bids are still pending. I might go around that scarf, too. scarf, scarf. Um, I also have the Rotowire Staff Keeper League, and I think Labor runs and Labor's uh, got three minutes from the deadline on that too. Um, yeah, I know the Scarfians are going to be like all of them are listening right now because they, you know, <laughs> right? They're uh, changing their bids based on what you say in the next. Yeah, well, I, so you know, I'm going to play 3D dimensional chess here while they're there. Doing you go, that. but um, so I mean, what it's so hard to figure out what they're doing here because they do have five starters, but I mean, I think it's. I call it pretty clear that he's one of their best five, but obviously, you know, they've got some issues. You know, they got, they, they don't, they're still believers in Matts and Flaherty who have struggled. Uh, again, Flaherty's taking some steps the positive. I don't think he, I don't think he'll, he wasn't that good that today, though. But well, again, he, again, great, against the Dodgers, great through four. And then he had a four one lead and just blew up in the fifth. He was like, he pulled a Zambrano on us. He left it four and two thirds with the win and with the win. And <laughs> oh, it was yes. terrible. Zambrano. I love the and implication pitched, of the pitched, Zambrano. He pitched so well. Like, he had like 10 strikeouts last start, pitched really well. I don't think he's going anywhere. Jordan Montgomery's not going anywhere. Michaelis is not going anywhere. Wayne Wright's not going anywhere. So it's got to be Matt's or it's got to be six men or Libertor goes to the bullpen or he goes back to AAA. It's just, it's hard to figure out. And if you're spending I'm so this much sick money, of Ali Marmol. I'm yeah. so sick of him. I, I want to be done with him. Uh, but 
The Cardinals are actually, I still think the Cardinals have a good chance of winning the division, though, despite it, it, all of it. They've gotten really hot lately. I mean, it, it, two weeks ago, it was fire everybody, and now they've gotten really hot. You know, Arenado started hitting a home run every game, which, which helped a bunch. But um, I was actually lower than you. I, I kind of dropped mine down. I think it was like in the 40s to 60s. Oh, I had that too. Yeah. And most of them, that's where I was. I'm saying the one where I had more okay. of an acute need and I needed to take some chances, break some eggs. Yeah, that's it was around 100. I just I couldn't step like 100 bucks, 120 bucks, and he went for more than that in my leagues. He was like in the 150s, 160s, 170s. I just think there's a lot of paths here where he's not starting in two weeks. Yeah, I mean Wardog went 277 in uh, my live main, uh, in second and second place. Wardog's a good player, so he he might be right. Yeah, he went 219 in the second main, and he went for 98 in the third one. So that just shows the range. Oh, he was, <laughs> we he don't, was we don't 98. Know. I bet you 98 ends up being one of the cheaper ones. Yeah, I'm sure it is, uh, but it wasn't me. I didn't get him. He uh, was uh, he was 157 in two of mine and 127 in the other one. So sure, um, I think those are like 227 if he did not come out of the bullpen today. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, a couple of a couple of Dodgers are interesting here. Uh, Bobby Miller is getting called up to pitch, but he's not available in most NFBC leagues. But obviously, there's a lot of leagues out there that we uh, we talk about. You and I play in other leagues. Uh, Bobby Miller could uh, could be a stud. He's, he threw six innings in his so he's kind of he was uh, he was ramping up, ramping up through six innings last start. Um, he's pitching this week. Uh, I think it's just Tuesday at Atlanta. So yeah, welcome to the bigs, kid. Here comes at Atlanta. Uh, mm-hmm. But then if he pitches well, he's got two starts next week, and it's going to be some spirited bidding. This might be uh, if he pitches well against Atlanta, there's going to be a massive bidding. It'll be match. Yuri Perez 2.0. Yeah, and then maybe even higher on the Dodgers with two starts coming up. Like it's going to be right up there. But and that's uh, part of the human anatomy as someone that yeah, I, we had a guest lecture in, in middle school one time. They kept on making that joke. Uh, it was funny the first 16 times, the 17, not right. so much. Uh, he's thrown 14 innings this year. Yeah. He, he, he didn't come off the IL until April 29th and he had a shoulder issue. Do you really think he's going to be like hit the ground running and throwing six innings to get those wins? I, I, I color me skeptical. I mean, look how they're babying Tony Gonsolin. Yeah. Uh, who's throwing five innings every time? By the way, he's throwing five good innings, but you know, they are. He's another guy that just kind of always gets guys out. Yeah. He, and he's not been dominating. He needed like 94 pitches to get through his five innings. There's a reason why they yanked him after five. Yeah. But again, it was against the Cardinal Devil Magic team, too. And they fixed their Devil Magic machine, too. So uh, it's, it's working again. Um, I, I think, um, I think Miller's going to, I think you're going to see a lot of Zambranos. Except maybe maybe minus the the blow up part of it, right. um, it's like when we were talking Mason Miller earlier this year, and we were concerned about the durability and the usage. Yeah, that, Mason Miller that, was it, it super worked. fun, and everybody yeah, it worked, was dunking it worked on out, us. It worked out fun though. Yeah, um, and I'm not saying I'm. I, and to be clear, I'm not trying to reverse dunk right now. I'm not trying to like do a, a tumbo here because Mason Miller could come back next, you know, two weeks from now and dominate again. He was dominant. When Mason he was Miller is not coming back in two weeks. No, I know. I'm just saying he the, could. Theoretically. The quote was he, they're hopefully pitches again this year. Yikes. And that's just the thing. That's a bad uh, quote. That's it, always, that, that never, that never works out well. When that's yeah. Happening. But of course he threw 25 innings last year. And yeah. Had shoulder problems. We were, um, we were on here talking about that. Like the upside was huge, but like there was a chance he threw 12 innings. And yeah. That's kind so of what happened. Bobby Miller could be the best of the Dodgers prospects he will not be the best of the millers this year um i think that goes to bryce um but he he, you know he could be huge and he has a great first start against a really good team like the braves then yeah it's going to really drive up the prices uh 
Gavin Stone, though, is getting the start on Monday, and that one interests me almost as much. And we, you know, we obviously want to talk about different size leagues. He wasn't available in many main events, might have been none, but he was he was only rostered in thirty eight percent of the online championships, and he's pitching this week and was available now. Did you uh, did you bid on him in your twelve teamers? I couldn't find him. Uh, I couldn't find him available anywhere. Um, Now I may have been that I was looking poorly, but uh, that's always plausible. But I didn't see. I'm looking at my. Mine here just to double check, make sure I like I didn't miss out on him. While you do that, the, th- nope. the thing the thing with the thing with him and Stone or him and uh, him and uh, him and Bobby Miller, they both threw over 100 innings last year, so there was a little bit of leash there if they can you know get healthy right. and roll. And they both had strikeout rates over 30 percent in the lineups. Like they are, the Dodgers are just it's crazy. The Dodgers have lost so many people too, and they just kind of keep calling up guys with 30 percent strikeout rates who are studs. And they just uh, these, these these good teams um, stay good for a reason. Yeah, uh, I think you're. I think you do. Um, so we've been, you know, in context to our uh, question about uh, Libertor and all that, Libertor versus Blake Snell, and I know Snell's oh, not God. available on, the, you know, right now yet, but he, if he keeps going, he's going to be available in these leagues pretty soon. What's your take on Blake Snell? I mean, the thing we liked when he, we talked about him in the offseason was the fact the second half was was good was good with the walk rate and it was it was totally different his problems are always when he struggles always been the walks you know 2021 was a huge walk issue year and then last year was early on was a walk issue now it's not he's at 13 and a half percent right now walk rate and, the, this and is- you combine that with the fact his strikeout rates down eight percent swing strike rates down two percent i do not like anything i see i mean i think i'd probably take him over libertor just because the situation and the fact that he was so good and figured out in the second half last year but Man, I there there's a lot of stuff here not to like. It's not just like he's been unlucky. Like everything's going the wrong way with Snell right now. Snell, that's all around you, man. I don't know, man. It's just it's the same. It's the same stuff as before. I almost cursed again. Good and catch, if Peter Shanky's watching somewhere. You can yes, you know, yeah. I wouldn't want that. Uh, yeah. The wrath of Shanky here. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's this. It's Groundhog Day. It's the same stuff over and over again. I'm like, I'm so sick of it. I'm like, he's got. I, I think he's got a million dollar arm and a ten cent head. And I, I just, I can't get past that. He's just all over the place. And he's never, he's not had it dialed in at all this year. I mean, every single start, it's the same old stuff. Hey, he went six innings this time. Yay. Good for you. Um, he had one start where he, against the Reds, of course, where he went, yeah, we went six innings, struck out seven and no walks. That's his win this year. Right. Uh, but like opening day against the Rockies, it was just nine K's. Great. He didn't get it out of the fifth inning. He, he's Zambrano'd it. Um, the next game, you know, against the Braves. Okay. It's in Atlanta. Fine. Okay. We'll give him a pass for that one then against the Mets. Okay. That's a tough, another tough opponent. We'll give him another pass. Can't yeah. At some point you got to stop giving out passes. Yep. I, I totally, I totally agree with you. Someone in the chat was, uh, was making fun of Mookie Betts is hitting this year. He's uh, he's fifth in the majors and extra base hit. So it's not all been bad for Mookie Betts. Yeah. Must I know be. the speed is down and fantasy wise. It's, it's not quite the same, but uh, he's still been, still been pretty darn, darn good. Uh, what about other pitchers, Jeff? Uh, I want to talk to you about the Reds guys. We had, uh, I made a, I made a Blake Lively joke last week and he made me look bad because he pitched really well. Ben Lively. Uh, so I will use his name correctly from now on. Uh, he, uh, he pitched well this week. He was available in, in almost all 12 and 15 teamers. Also in Cincinnati, Brandon Williamson, uh, would pitch well in cores, I believe. Right. Um, yeah. where, uh, where are you? Wa- I think she waterfalled him on me and we got him in one of our mains. Cause that's how we're rolling. It's the guy I didn't really want. And uh, we won't be even use. Yeah, I think we got him for no. We got Rich Hill instead, just the same. Um, yay. Uh, <laughs> but, now we I, did uh, get Williamson somewhere, and I can't. Oh, here it is. And uh, one of them. And we dropped Brad Boxberger, so whatever. I mean, right. You know, it took we. I think we rostered him in the hope that maybe he's okay. But 
Williamson's got like a six, had like a six eighty eighty ERA in AAA, and he yeah. was terrible last year. So I'm uh, I'm not really expecting much out of him. But yes, he had a good start. You know, in spring training, he had some good outings that showed some promise, and then he'd get thrashed the next time. And that's kind of been his track the last two years. They traded, they got him as like the featured guy, at least from a pitching standpoint. In the the, the trade with Seattle uh, for Suarez and Winker. By the way, Jesse Winker also zero homers this year. Last I I, uh, I dropped him in fifteen teamers last week. I just couldn't. For you. I couldn't find ways to use him, and I was like, "What am I doing? Why am I holding on to someone that was good two years ago?" I just I yeah. couldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I I and I'm I'm passing on Lively also. I just I don't see a whole lot of upside there. I know he's pitched well so far. Struck out eight in his first start against the uh, or in the start against the Yanks. Um, yeah, maybe I'm wrong. I and mean, he was a prospect of some ilk in 2017. Went to Korea and he was oh, okay. He's fine there. Great. Um, I'm I'm not on in on him. If I'm I ho- I hope as a Reds fan, I hope I'm wrong. But yeah, maybe they turned him around. But it was 16 to 10 K to walk in AAA in 27 innings. Uh, that that's the signal I'm looking for. That says that okay, he he had a couple of nice starts, and we'll move on. Yeah, as I as I looked at them, I found myself not super interested in either one. I liked Lively a little more than Williamson when I looked. Yeah, um, you should probably, but I don't think really either of them are all that much to get excited about. They got a terrible ballpark and a bad team with no good relievers behind them. Yeah, that's kind of where I felt. Alexis Diaz is good though. Okay, so the so one one good reliever behind. Pitch him? eight innings, then we'll talk. Yeah, that's true. You go eight, you'd be good. Uh, did you need any Michael Lorenzen? Uh, Michael Lorenzen's been pitching. Pretty yeah, we're well. in on pitched- him. Pitched well this week. He was 76% rostered in the main event coming into his two-start week this week. Yep. Um, obviously, very, very available in 12-teamers. Um, I like ones. I added him in two leagues last, last week. Uh, used him this week. He pitched well. Uh, I forget who it was against. But he's at, at Kansas City and home against the White Sox this week. I'm throwing it out there again. Won him 37-34. to 34, Dropped Mike Clevenger in the process. How good did that feel? Oh yeah. I feel like my soul is so clean now. Great. Um, I'm, I mean, we dropped a number set of numbers. We didn't drop the player himself, but yes, you know, I, you know, and I was more thinking he's he's been, he's been just kind of not very good. Well, there is that too. Um, yeah, it's, I was just gonna say, if I wanted to feel morally clean, then don't draft in the first place. Yeah. Mine was more a, uh, mine was more (laughs) a, mine was more a roster, uh, ratio clean at four, five, six and one, four, six. Getting rid of that is, is a good thing. It is good. It is good. Since you mentioned Eugenio Suarez, someone asked in the chat, uh, would you pick him up? Uh, someone has Gunnar Henderson, Miguel Vargas, Yuan Makata, and Jose Abreu. Oh, gosh. Jose Abreu, who has also that, not homered. That, that, that's my drop. Yeah. <laughs> I've been, I, you know, I'm consistent in that one there. I've been saying drop Abreu for the last You're going, few weeks. So. Drop Abreu, really? It's, it's worked so well, far. I, I yeah, but it didn't really work out so much because I said drop, pick Mervis up for Abreu, but oops. I can't believe Abreu has zero home runs. Yeah. Is that crazy? And he had one in like the last whatever it was eight, seven weeks last. It it's it's an it's an amazing stat. He has zero home runs from your number five hitter, and and they just keep hitting him there. Dusty Dusty's the new Charlie Manuel. Brad Lidge has a seven ERA and he gets thirty five saves. You know that's Albert Pools. Albert Pools had that ball off Lidge so far. By the way, that's still like that's still the homer that I just I, I don't believe anybody can hit the ball farther. No matter what you tell me on Statcast, like that was the most insanely like perfect launching. That ball was smooth. Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, let's see. What about uh, bullpen? Did you? Is this bullpens are are rough? Uh, 
Chicago White Sox is kind of interesting. Graveman's been pitching pretty well. Got the last save. Uh, we're kind of up in the air on Liam Hendricks right now. I mean, you know, understandably, he's kind of needs some time to kind of figure out he's like throwing the live hitters. I don't think the like just toss him a major league game that we kind of thought a couple weeks ago is going to happen is not is quite happening here. Uh, Graveman seems like he's the guy at the back of the bullpen right now, and maybe you get it for a week or two, something like that. Um, yeah, I, I, we were in on him. It was knowing that, okay, this is unlikely for the long haul. Um, but we didn't get him. but we were, we were in on him. You know, we didn't, you know, I think where he was available, we didn't have an acute need where he, where we did have an acute need. He wasn't available. I grabbed him for like in the low twenties in the league. I just figured that's, that's cheap enough for a you know stream for a week. If you know, yeah. Hendricks needs another week, maybe I can throw him in there, but Pitching better. Uh, who'd you pick up in the A's bullpen, Jeff? Because it seems like uh, there's a lot of really good options here with Zach Jackson. The <laughs> I couldn't even get through the sentence. Sorry. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, it's tough. Um, yeah, I, I. You know what? They we'll by got the way, to ten still, wins this they, week. I was so like, good yeah, them. but still have ten wins. Yeah. It's uh, it's 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 the most unwatchable baseball team I've ever seen. It, I, I'm comfortable saying that. Did you see? Uh, I can't forget who it was. I think it was was it Jason Stark that did us the, the like the ten crazy stats about the A's this week. I, I, I missed that. Yeah. Some of the some of the numbers are like worse than the worse than the sixty two Mets right now. Uh, the, the same records as the Cleveland Spiders, who won like twenty six games. Or something. It's like, they're not going to lose that many, but like some of the stats, we could bonkers they could. how bad they are. Like the, some of the like we've talked about before, like difference between ERA them and the second worst. Like some of the numbers are crazy. Well, they could trade Brent Rooker. They could trade Loriano. They could they could do they could Rachel Phelps this team. For sure. It's funny. Some of the chat mentioned you can't bad about Dusty Baker because he has rings. At Paul Sporer made the argument I was going to make with a ring, but then I realized that he does have two because he won one in 81 as a player. Oh. Dodgers, right? 81? Yeah. Well, and the thing is, I like Dusty. I'm not even too. I'm not necessarily even critical of him sticking with Abreu. He's being loyal. I mean, I there I get that. Um, because and, and he has to spent the money on him. I mean, they might as well. I, I, I'm more critical of the front office for signing a Brady in the first place there. Speaking of, speaking of bullpens, uh, there was a good, uh, good comment in the chat here. Carlos Estevez is 12 for 12 in oh. save-offs. And it's just been, I think we, I think we texted about him earlier today. Yes. Uh, he's been, he's been awesome. I'm old enough to remember when uh, I pivoted away from Estevez thinking he's so terrible in spring training for Jose Cajada, who is out for long periods of time. Yep. Yeah, no, Paul, Paul Spore way back in saying he knew about the play ring. I thought that was funny because I was about to make the exact same argument with a ring on Dusty and I realized he did have another one there. But yeah, Estevez has been awesome. 12, uh, 12 saves and like looks really good. And like any doubt about who has the role there, like it's his job right now. And he is. And you he got is, him in like pick yeah. 275, 300 too. Yep. Good for you. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah the, Sorry the, to interrupt the, you. The No, your, your, your buddy Dan Prep has picked him in our league and we kind of all laughed like, oh, Angel's Homer and all of a sudden uh, not laughing so much. Yeah, he didn't even curse when he made that pick. I'm gonna hit him. I'm gonna hit him with a golf ball next year in retaliation for that. <laughs> um, a few news and notes before we get out of here. Um, Julio Arias, uh, Dodgers pitcher, obviously you know a high pick, went in the aisle with a hamstring strain after having a really bad start. Um, the uh, the fade Urias because he got lucky uh, last year. People are, are looking pretty good right now. It's not been a great start to the year for Julio. No, uh, he gave up four homers in one inning against Cardinal Devils, Cardinals Devil Magic Machine. There, um, it was just unreal to see that. Arias has had his moments. Where yeah, he's yeah. been fine this year, but then but, you look at the overall numbers and you're like, "Ooh, this yeah, isn't you're, great." You're at four four one one six, so the whip's been pretty good. But you know, obviously, last year was two nine five or whatever it was in the two low, low twos, right? I think it was even lower than that. I was making the argument for him though. Yeah, he was um, he was, he was two one six last year. My apologies, he was actually really good, but. Um, Four three nine, and now on the IL, and it's a hamstring. Like that's uh, it's not great. 
No, it's not. It's just, I mean, just their whole rotation. Losing Dustin May is a killer. Hate seeing that. I cut May in one league to uh, just, I think I, it was the online championship. I just straight up cut him because I don't think he's coming back. Urias, you know, he's throwing 93, but uh, swing and miss was a little down. K, you know, K's were a little down. The home run to fly ball ratio, well, four homers in one inning will do that, but it doubled. It doubled. And I went from 10.8 to 20.3, basically. So did I know you, that's uh, mathematically not exactly doubling, but it's close enough. Did you see the clip of Trevor Bauer giving up tanks in the uh, Japanese minor leagues today? I did not. Uh, you know, he got he got hate to see it. <laughs> I it looked like he's playing on a field like that I wouldn't have played in high school. Like it would have been nice enough for play. It, like the field was awful. He looks like he's playing on it. it's uh it's pretty wild out there. Yeah. Uh, good bullpen question, actually, from uh, our friend Anthony Gialdi. Uh, any any thoughts on the Cubs bullpen? It is uh, it is messy out there. Michael Fulmer and Brad Boxberg kind of started the year. They've both uh, both not there anymore. We got Brandon Hughes, but Jeremiah Estrada, uh, I think six strikeouts his last two innings. I think he only pitched one, a third of an inning today. So his two innings, two innings prior to that struck out the side. Uh, has a lot of upside. You know, the, the walks are an issue, but do you see like a way where maybe Estrada figures out a way to get into this uh, get into this closing role uh, before too long? I think he's. In the mix, I think it's never going to be just one guy. I think that they're, I think they're very comfortable using a bunch of guys. I think yeah. Lighter gets some. I like Lighter. I think he's a really good pitcher. He's got weirdly, reverse splits, weirdly hasn't weird. pitched in like five days. It's very strange. Yeah. Um, no, I, I need. And by the way, Ted asked, like, why did I cut May? I thought he's going to be out long term, is what I read uh, with him. And maybe I need to double check on that one there. And I also need to double check that I actually cut him. Was I, was I successful in cutting him? But I, I thought that I read that um, with the flexor injury there is going to be long term. Actually, I did not cut him. I lied. I lied about that. I, I held on to him for. I, that what I read is flexor pronator strain will sideline for him at least five to six weeks. I actually think he's a cut. Yeah, I mean he's going to go PRP to avoid surgery, and that almost. I don't. I don't think this is a this is a Dodgers playing with innings. I think he, he's actually hurt. And you're telling me he's out at least six weeks. Like that. That's going to mean two months at best case. He's pitching like end of July. I can't hold that right now. And he's hasn't. You know, not to not to the point where you're like someone you have to hold. I think he's a cut for me actually. In a twelve, especially. I think. You know, and maybe even in a fifteen too. But I I, I think he. I think it's only because I. He would have been my fourth cut out. I picked up four players. I only picked up right. three. And, you know, maybe you get another week of news here, but I, I think, uh, I think in a 15 is a cut too. I just think we're looking at, we're looking at uh, two months and then we're looking at uh, kind of short innings to, to start out. I think it's gonna be a long time for you able to really start him in the league. Yeah. And the thing is we don't have IL spots in these leagues. So when yeah. we're saying we're cutting a guy, it's yeah. because we need the spot. You know, we can't just stash him and wait for him to come off the IL. And okay, he's fine. It means every, t- every week that we're holding on to him, Means that another guy we're not picking up. That means we don't get Libertor. We don't get uh, a, a stab at a closer. You know, or and, I mean, we're talking. You know, maybe you don't get a middle infielder that you need. And you're taking zeros. Like, there's a lot of different yeah. ways to do that. And sometimes you just need the spot. And I just think I think two months is too long to wait for me. Yeah, and keep in mind we don't have head-to-head playoffs in this league too. I mean, it's yeah. you know every yeah, championships are lost in me. They may not be one in me, but they're absolutely lost when you're not picking up other guys, when you're playing a man short and then you bench another guy because he's got a mad matchup. And then you're dealing with Abreu and his zero home runs. And then you got to figure out that um, there's a pressure that's put on you there. And you have to make these tough decisions every single week. And there's a lot of back and forth the way you should have IL spots. And I prefer no IL myself. I think it helps the, I like that you have makes cut tough cuts. I like there's more guys in the waiver wire. Um, I hate when you can hold like, I think a couple of IL spots is fine. I hate like the five or six IL spots. I just, I just don't like that. Uh, I don't like what you can, and there's nothing on the waiver wire at that point. So I like that you got to make tough decisions. And sometimes it sucks. Sometimes you get the bad end of the injury luck, but usually that, uh, that works out. I also think, uh, I mean, I 
I like doing them all. I like playing yeah, different I think formats. It keeps it fresh for me. And uh, there is uh, there is no right or wrong to say how you prefer to play. I prefer no aisle spots. Doesn't mean it's the right way to play. Doesn't mean I disagree with anybody who likes aisle spots. Just the way I prefer, and I think it's a, all a personal preference thing. And yeah. I love any I love any kind of fancy baseball, so I'm I'm good with all of them. Yeah, and you know, yes, Roto is you know Roto is the original game, and that's what I know, and that's what I know the best, and what I love. But head to head's a, a purely awesome way to play too, and it's actually something it's more widely used uh, I mean, more widely played i know on cbs and on espn more people play head-to-head roto than anything head-to-head than anything else sometimes it's head-to-head points sometimes it's head-to-head roto but the point is i mean different strokes for different folks i I like that we have all our different games we happen to love the nfbc and that's why we spend a lot of time talking about that yep but i understand every all the other formats are valid too for sure. There are a lot of, and I play like football. I play a whole bunch of different formats. I mean, I think that, that I play, I kind of limited my baseball formats, but I play, I think all, all are great, all are fun. As long as people are playing and talking about it. I, uh, I love, uh, I love all that. Uh, a few more uh, injury notes before I jump out of here. I'm a little worried on Logan Webb, Jeff. Uh, he was dealing with, he left early yesterday. He's been actually been pretty good for me. He's actually one of the reasons my pitching's hung in there. Uh, had some soreness in his back. I believe he's had, and then today came out. Um, not sure if an MRI will be needed. And he was still sore. I did not like that quote at all. No, I don't either. I don't, I don't at all. Um, and ah, yeah, it, it's tough because he's actually been one, one of the good notes for the giants so far this year. Yep. Hate seeing it. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. I, I do too. It's uh, I like watching him pitch too. He's like kind of a little different than most guys. And he's, he's been striking out a few more guys this year, but uh, I'm going to need that one to turn out pretty well. Cause I, uh, I just can't uh, replacing someone like that uh, in, in this season. It gets really tough, really fast. It's hard to find, it's hard to find that ninth pitcher and the yeah. web strikeout rates up almost 5% walk rates down a little bit. Um, you know, two, nine, one, 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 one whip right now. He's been really solid where he went like ninth round, eighth, ninth round, somewhere in there. He's been really good. Yeah, he has. Um, other, other, uh, Justin Turner is a little concerning too, although it sounds like he was more precautionary. He missed Saturday and Sunday. He's been hit pretty well for the Red Sox here. Uh, left knee soreness. It sounds like they are hopeful. He plays tomorrow. I think they said that. I think, uh, the quote from Alex Cora was tomorrow, but I think it's uh, one of those things that he'll be he'll be here. Uh, hopefully, he's gonna be okay. They do play tomorrow against uh, against the Angels, so at least we'll know uh, pretty quickly there if he's gonna be in the lineup. Right. Um, Byron Bucks, you mentioned him really quickly earlier. Calf tinnitus left early Saturday, out Sunday. Anybody else? I'd be like, yeah, I think we're gonna be fine. But uh, yeah, I want to see him in the lineup before I'm convinced that he's fine because I just I never trust him with Bucks. Well, he ran this week, so that was the problem. Uh, and then it's weird having him at DH is kind of messing up their situation right now because they could really use him in center field, not only defense wise, but the fact that, you know, Gordon got hurt and they could really use a center fielder out there right now. Yeah. Uh, they, they really could. Although, I mean, they have Taylor, don't they? Well, are you advocating for Michael A. Taylor? Defensively, sure. Yeah. Defensively, yes, that's true. But, uh, it's just uh, the bats they could have at DH if you were to throw bucks in center field is significantly better. Which than is why I picked up Willie Castro in a league in my ale only Tout Wars league this week because he is playing copious amounts of playing time this past week. I mean, just look there. Look at the depth chart page on RotoWire for the uh, Twins. It's a sea of red. It yeah. is crazy. Uh, Michael A. Taylor's got five homers and six stolen bases. So even from a Roto standpoint, he's kind of quasi defensible. I don't think he's a good real life hitter. Right, but uh, nonetheless, I, I think it's 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 just crazy though. Uh, looking at this, Kepler's out, Gordon's out for long term. By the way, Bucks in day to day, we've seen uh, Miranda get sent down. We've seen, yep. you know, that's the other thing. We've you know, Larnick's down and now back up. Kirilov is back up. Had a oh, almost got robbed by Moniak of a home run today. Yeah, by that the was, way, that was that almost one. a great play. Yeah, that that was wild. But 
I, I hope Kirilov stays healthy. I really like him as a hitter. I like watching he's him hit. Good. I think he could be really good if he could ever get those wrists fully right. Yep. And yeah, I think that he just hit his third homer of the year since the call-up. So he, he's actually off to a good start. Yes. He likes seeing that. Uh, by the way, why are Angels fans booing Carlos Correa? What did the how are the Angels possibly robbed by the Astros? The Angels have stunk this whole time. They would have won that division every year if they weren't cheating, Jeff. Yeah, that's right. They were just this close. But uh, I get it when Dodger fans uh, boo and Yankees fans a little less because they've been kind of cheating a lot themselves. Red Sox fans have no right to boo, uh, but whatever. I mean, it's just funny. Correa is. The, I just think it's funny that Correa is this lightning rod. Still, I think people just like booing too. Uh, but yeah, no, the Twins. We yeah. meant and we mentioned Royce Lewis earlier. Both really excited about him coming up, and it's going to be. I don't think it'd be very too, very long there either. So they're going to have. Uh, it'd be interesting what they look like in like a month. I think their lineup could be really fun if they can kind of figure out uh, how all the moving parts go together there. Uh, speaking of uh, speaking of your A's, Jeff Seth Brown rejoined the team on Monday. They got their best hitter back. No, their best hitter is Brent Rooker. But their best hitter is Brent Rooker. They got their best hitter from last year back in, in Seth Brown. Uh, yeah. Brent Rooker's been awesome. Uh, SD Ruiz, by the way, we talked about him a lot in the preseason. Is like, if you need steals, the guy to get, he has 24 stolen bases. Yeah. I mean, sometimes these guys are total flops, and you know, we're like, ah, you know, I have zero SD Ruiz, and it, it does hurt. I mean, I, I, I'm definitely feeling it there. The other guy that I think I want to throw a little bit of love to 32 year old catcher Carlos Perez. People do not realize what numbers Perez is putting up so far this year. Uh, he's got an 828 OPS as a backup catcher. You know, he's got three homers. You know, sneaky, like he's just a guy that's done all right. You know, he's fine. Ryan Noda's done some good things. Jordan Diaz had that tri- uh, that three homer game. The A's hitters, you can you can find a diamond in, in the sea of poop, but uh, you know, at the, you know, the pitcher's not so much. Jordan Diaz had a three homer game, has four home runs on the season. Yeah, okay. So okay, this is, let me let me go but, wax like, poetic about our A's. Scott, I think but. I think Rooker is top five in OPS. If not, he was one. He was one for a while, but he's right yeah. there. I mean, he's been great. Um, they had they do have a uh, they do have some interesting offensive pieces, at least fantasy wise. And Ruiz has been awesome. Uh, the pitching is a disaster though. It's, it's uh, unmitigated. Yep. We mentioned we mentioned Clevenger to Grom earlier. Had those on notes here. Tyler O'Neill has been a weird one. He went in the aisle. Those be pretty quick, and then he was kind of set back or not set back, wasn't quite ready. Uh, hoping to resume physical activity on Monday, so I think we're still a little bit away from O'Neill, and that's a weird situation too. I don't know what they do when he comes back because they were starting to not play him every day when he was uh, kind of by the by right before the injury there. Oh, ever since like week two of the season when uh, Marmol picked a fight with him in public, um, publicly in a public forum. Yes. Yeah. Just it. Yeah. I have but no that's way. that's now 482 at bats last two years of O'Neill hitting 228. Yeah, yeah. Um, that starts yeah, at some bad. point. That starts to matter for sure. Yeah, still hits the ball hard, um, but 34 percent strikeout rate. I'm not convinced he walks into a full time job and comes back. I think he's gonna have to he's got to slowly get that back with some production. I think he'll get there eventually, but uh, I don't think he's quite uh, gonna be there right away. Uh, you mentioned the Astros and their injuries earlier. Lance McCullers is a weird note. It sounded like he was kind of starting to ramp things up. There was a note today. He, he, they're hoping he's back at the All Star break. We're talking still two months away on McCullers. I mean, it's it's a f- torn flexor tendon, yeah. and the the track record of these is always don't bet on injury optimism with that. You don't bet on injury optimism, period. But with flexor tendons, especially, you don't. And with McCullers, you don't. Yeah, I was gonna um, say you put McCullers on top of all of that, and we're talking about like I don't I don't think you can hold him in any league. Like, you don't have an IL spot on right now. Yep. Uh, that's kind of all the players I had. All the players I had at the bottom kind of came up during the discussion. The only guy I want to ask you about left, um, Josh Lowe in, in Tampa Bay is not only good for where he was drafted. He yeah. would be good right now if he was drafted in like the second round. He is crushing it, hitting 305, 10 homers, eight stone bases. 
everything about him is different right now. You know, last year he came up, really struggled, 30% strikeout rate. He's down to 23% this year. Hard hit rate's up 5%. Bail rate's up 9%. Um, everything right now with Josh Lowe looks legit, legit. He's uh, the Tampa version of Jared Kelnick. Homer to get Kelnick homered against the lefty today, by the way, too, which is pretty impressive. Uh, but low, I mean, yeah, he's awesome. And the thing is, we were talking about post type sleepers before. I mean, you get, the, the challenge is now okay, let's identify who's going to be next year's Josh Lowe. That is going to be a painful offseason conversation. Everybody's going to be next year's Josh Lowe. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think the formula works as yep. long as the as long as we don't start getting priced in like the sixth round on them. And even then, sixth round Josh Lowe would be pretty darn good right yep. now. And I mean, you, you talked earlier about guys that, you know, they, it's hard to hit when you first come up to the majors and it's just, um, it's just the way it is. It's hard to hit. And sometimes these guys are really talented for a reason. And Lowe was really good in AAA last year. He struck out a ton, but you know, made a lot of, uh, did, had a lot of production and the strikeouts weren't that bad in, in the, in the previous minor league years. And, um, I wish I had more of them. I have them in yogurt and that's it. And that's my offense is so good there, but I wish sure, sure. wish I'd taken the value elsewhere. Cause he's been yeah. probably the best him and Yandy, probably the same team have been two of the best values, but Joshua's probably been the, been, the, been the best value. Yeah. Yandy's awesome too, especially because third base has been such a minefield. Yeah. Uh, if you have Yandy, like, yeah, I nailed it. Yeah. Yep. I'm good. It's, it it um, works there. And uh, Yandy's a frustrating for me. I had, he was the one like mid round third baseman. I liked and had bold and I ended up taking a third baseman early. So I didn't take him. And I just, that's always frustrating. That's a, that's a figure out next year is uh, guys. Mm-hmm. I like make sure I just get them and stop, you know, kind of talking myself out of people mid draft. Yeah. Yeah. That, it, you know, your, your bad year is not as bad as my bad year. I'll just say that um, again, it's, again, it's may I'm ho- I'm still hoping our bad years uh, turn around. Cause I'm yeah. uh, I think I'm kind of middle of the pack in all three of my leagues the middle of the pack overall and all of them. And it's just uh it's been frustrating. It's hard to, it's hard to really kind of stick with it and, and fight as hard as you do. But I'm still considering it's May. There's a lot of, I, I was like the team that I almost won last year. I think it was like, I think uh, Zach Waxman had the, uh, you know, where guys were at, the, at this point last year. And I think it was like two hundreds last year. So that's a long ways to go. A couple, yeah. a couple really bid weeks. You can make a, you can make a real, a real deal. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, Pat Robertson's dead so, and I didn't get David Robertson. So I need something to rescue me from the 700 club with one team there. And I don't know what's going to do that. You really, uh, you really worked at that one. Yeah. Well, I've been using the 700 club for a while, but uh, yeah. Uh, the, how the, many, the how many teams, were there? Were there 795 teams overall? Is that what there was? I think so. I think yeah, so. I think it's right uh, in there somewhere. So. Yeah. We were 788 at one point there. Uh, That's a tough start right there. You only, only, only go up. Or I could stay. <laughs> it's possible, but uh, let's, yeah. uh, let's not stay. Yeah, let's not. Someone in the chat, Uncle Ted said zero people drafted Harold Ramirez. I would promise you that's not true. You can look at some of my drafts. I do have some Harold Ramirez. I love Harold Ramirez. That dude just hits. Yeah, another Ray. That yeah, was... hit like three twenty or something. Maybe three fifteen somewhere in there. I have to look at today, but he's yeah. he's he's over three hundred. It's uh, it's great. So, uh, anything else you want to talk about, Jeff? It is uh, we're kind of past our time. We've kind of hit everything. Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no, I'm good. I, I'm talked out. Beautiful. Cool. Well, thanks everybody for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. We do always appreciate it. There was a ton of chatter in the chat tonight. We always appreciate that. Love when people are uh, are chatting and, and, and going uh, and, and talking while we're going along here. So we can't hit every question there, uh, but we do try and hit as many as we can. Uh, so we do appreciate that. If you want to follow Jeff on Twitter, he's at Jeff underscore Erickson. I am at Scott Jensen. Talking a lot of baseball all week there. Hope everybody has a really good week, a really good fantasy week. We'll be back at you next Sunday night. Take care.
Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.